Hello, everyone, and welcome to Only Football. Uh, today, we open up the episode by commemorating and looking back on, briefly, um, Diego Maradona's career and honoring him. He just passed yesterday. Uh, so, uh, joined by Guy Robinson. Guy? Guy Robinson? Guy Robinson. <laughs> um, really trying to keep this, you know, serious tone, and I can do it. And Michael Holder. Um, guys, how you doing? How you feeling about uh, um, a star that, you know, lived his life to the fullest, and now he's passed? It's it's very sad. Um, he, like, he was just, well, he's one of the greatest footballers of all time. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's strange to think of how important he has been to the game of football uh, over the course of his career. Um, you know, he's quite literally possibly the best player ever to have played football. You know, there's, there's, there's contention there, but, you know, no one would argue with you if you said he's the best player of all time, you know, as long as, you know, within the, some kind of agreed parameters. But, you know, it's monstrous how good he was. Um, and, yeah, you see the influence that he had across the world with this kind of level of mourning that, that you, we can see um, see from the world of football over the last couple of days. Yeah, and it's, uh, he was a legend on and off the field. Uh a lot of soccer players, as you said, are mourning and a big loss for soccer and football. Um, yeah, I I see that uh, Napoli is going to be renaming their stadium after him, Sao Paulo, and I think that's a, a class move by them. Absolutely. Did you see the celebration they had for him? I, th- I think it was last night, uh, or maybe it was tonight, actually, um, outside, outside of the stadium, outside of Sao Paulo. Yeah. It's like a, a row... Right. Like flares, like down the middle of the street, like you probably going for a few hundred meters, like looking like a row of flame, like all the way down the yeah. street, and uh, well, you know people just uh, honoring the guy and then celebrating, uh, celebrating his name. Particularly for particularly for the city of Naples, you know, um, traditionally not not a major football club in in Italy, never won the league, um, and then you know Maradona comes along, they break the world record. Tra- world transfer record for him at the time, but well, he, broke he comes along and he Barca broke it for him yeah, too. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Napoli having not won the league, he comes in and wins. I think maybe two leagues. I can't remember. Or at least at least yeah, one. Yeah, and two. brings in a, brings in a European trophy. Yeah, and Copa Italia. I think two Copa Italia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and they haven't won a league title since. Um, and he's so. He is completely revered in the city of Naples. You know, he's a he's a, a figurehead in that city. Um, that's nice to see. I'm going to check out those uh, those celebrations. Yeah, I mean, could be in the stars for uh, Napoli to to win it this year. Serie A's wide open. Would, uh, they're looking very nice. good, and you know, could yeah. be uh, serendipitous. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. Tip of the hat to Diego. Um, and now let's move on with the show. Let's start with the uh, the scout. Um, Guy and I will uh, be picking our, our weekly player. Uh, Guy, I'll start it off this week. Yeah. I've got someone that I'm very excited about is uh, Axel DeSassi. And if that's how you pronounce it, Axel DeSassi is, 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 is a great. lovely name. Um, it's probably DeSassi if you really want to get French with it. Um, so he is French, uh, center back from Monaco, just made the move from Reims last year. He's, he's 22, and he's just... So he's moving from Reims last year, um, and, you know, 
if you follow football loosely, you wouldn't really know too much about them, but they were phenomenal at the back. They actually were the best team defensively in league one last year, and that's that's bettering PSG, which is saying a lot. Um, so he makes the move to Monaco, which is already a step up. You know, he's he's taken he's taken those those steps, and he's just so dominant and so forceful. He's six two, but just the way he's built, it looks like he's at least six five, and the way he plays as well. Um, you know, he's, he's dominant in the air, about three and a half clearances per game last season. Uh, he's off to just under three so far this season. But that said, it's an Monaco team that sees more of the ball as well. Um, uh, he's great on the slide tackle, excellent recovery speed. If he does get dinked by, uh, he can make that back up very quickly uh, despite his height. So he's, he's tall, strong, and pacey. He's good on the ball, moves it out nicely from the back, but he's also comfortable with that as feet. Um, and... Uh, and uh, and he's also positionally very very aware. Um, he he seems to, uh, apart from this, his incredible slide tackling, tackling ability with his long legs and and how he reads the game, he's able to step in on players. Like if uh, if an attacker has a ball, his, his if the attacker has his back to Axel, Axel's good at kind of coming around, intercepting that pass or knocking it off of him at his feet. Um, so I mean he's checking a lot of boxes for me. And um, again, based on his his physicality. And his prowess on the ball, I think he's a great fit for the PL. <clears throat> and he's very brave. He's very brave in his tackling. Um, you know, Eric Bailly is has and has been highly rated despite his tenure at at uh, United, just because of his injuries. Uh, but he seems he seems to stay healthy. He played the full season last year for Reims. He's off to a good start so far with Monaco. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about this guy. So Axel Di Sassi, um, right foot center back at Monaco. Uh, French nationality, uh, 22 years old. Guy, who do you got? Lovely. Um, I've gone for uh, an Argentinian defender, um, Gonzalo oh, Montiel. That, that's a risk. Um, <laughs> quite. Uh, not not really with this guy, though, because okay. he seems to be pretty good. And sorry, Gonzalo, um, what's the last name? Montiel. Montiel. Um, he's a 23-year-old uh, right wing back. He plays for River Plate. Um, already played over 100 games for them and six for the Argentinian national team, um, including he won the um, Copa Libertadores in 2018 with River Plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's an attacking fullback and often plays as the as the wingback in a in a 3-5-2 for River Plate. Um, just you know, rolls the whole the whole right wing. Um, he tends to, as a result of River's style of play. He hugs the touchline um, and offers um, good options for you know his midfielders to pass him to him. So he, he he's very good at running in behind, but he also likes to come towards the ball and receive the ball and tuck inside and pass. You know, so he's he's got a wide range of skills and particularly his crossing ability is exceptional. He is um, the, both the positions that he puts the crosses in and the um, you know, and the accuracy of them is excellent. Um, he makes very good progressive runs, as I mentioned. He, he likes to go in behind, um, and but also his defensive positioning is fantastic. Um, so he's a very much an all-round wing back. Um, the one thing that he, uh, I've noticed that, that he might need to improve is he likes to dive into tackles uh, when players are running at him um, he's because his defensive positioning is so good he's often on the player 
before he needs to really do anything else. But if, if someone's coming at him, he will dive into tackles, which can be, a, you know, it's a bit rash. Yeah, um, open himself up for a red or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, particularly for the, you know, in the uh, in the Premier League, where I think he would be well suited. Um, both Leeds and West Ham were interested in him in the summer, um, and ignoring West Ham because they've got um, Kufal now. Um, I would like to see him at either um, Leeds or Everton or even Liverpool um, because his game fits the style of play very well. And um, you need that support back there too as a Liverpool fan. Sorry? You need that support back there as a Liverpool fan as well, right? You know, yeah, with right, Day, sure. Uh, we, um, I'm really... I'll talk about it later in the yeah. show, but yeah, I'm yeah. very not happy with uh, Nico Williams at the moment. So I would like to see Liverpool move for a right wing back and Gonzalo Montiel ticks all the boxes, really. Right. Um, but alternatively, he does have Spanish citizenship as well. So And he's a Spanish speaker, so he would do very well in the Spanish league, you know, at one of the top teams over there. Real Madrid, for instance, you know, if they were looking for a left field pick for a right back because they're playing Franco Vasquez there, constantly at the moment which well, is it's weird odd. with Real because you know like three right backs essentially were hurt like Nacho was hurt uh, yeah. obviously um, uh, Carvajal was hurt yeah. and uh, I'm spacing on someone else like there was another like third someone who can play at the right back position that I'm just kind of spacing on right now so it was kind of weird um, with Vasquez being back there Iriziola or something like Odriozola yeah yeah think um, so. yeah you're right but uh, you know one of the better Spanish teams I'd fancy Matt but without doubt playing the Premier League reminds me of uh, Pablo Zabaleta um, you know bombing forward um, but good technically as well um, so yeah right. Gonzalo Montiel right on um, yeah keep an eye out on uh, the Scion Scout post for, uh, for Instagram for that um, and now let's move on to uh, our fantasy captains and savvy picks of the week otherwise known as who the fuck is playing Fulham <laughs> quiet and it's Leicester this week. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. I know. So maybe just the shops on that one. Um, Michael, open open it up, please. Well, staying on the topic with uh, Fulham, um, <laughs> I think it was uh, pretty easy that uh, my captain of uh, this week was going to be Vardy. Mm. Um, <laughs> you guys are sellouts, eh? Just, every, like, I fucking knew it. I, I that's that's it. That's a great pick, Mike. That's a great pick, honestly. I'm going to applaud you on that. They they just got a spanking against Liverpool. They mm-hmm. have a good chance to make it back against Fulham. Yeah, Vardy's going to be hungry for goals. Uh, it was quite an easy pick, I know. I, I didn't, uh, <laughs> hey, didn't, I didn't go Hey, there's a reason why I titled it that, okay? There's, I, I did that for a reason. It's not always going to be the case. Uh, you know, West Brom and Sheffield are playing each other, so... I mm-hmm. guess you could have went there too. Um, Who's your savvy, Mike? My savvy pickup, <laughs> Fofana. <laughs> like, <just laughs> <Michael>. like, <laughs> no, Harvey Barnes. <laughs> Harvey Barnes, man. I think that's uh, that's. I was considering him actually, but like, no, I'm gonna lay off Fulham. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, for my savvy pickup, um, you know what? I might do a last second change. I was also um, just considering. No, I. I was going to consider Wijnaldum, uh, just because he, he's going to have to play for them in the midfield. <laughs> I know uh, their yeah. offense is mainly a juggernaut up front, but I think he could uh, provide some technical support. And against Brighton, um, I know they do play kind of, they have what, back-to-back clean sheets? Mm, 
I think Brighton has. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. They lost two one. Uh, they, they won two one. They won two one. Yeah. Give up that goal. They won two one. Uh, but they and are. And Lamptey's out too, right? So that might have them for Brighton. So that might have them not be as open. Open, yes. Um, but I think overall, I know for this game week it may not. But I think overall, for a cheap price, uh, I think he's he hasn't really done anything yet, and he does pop up a few times in the season <coughs> with big games and big moments and. I just have a funny feeling about this one. <clears throat> All right, w- Widgie. Is that what you call him? Widgie? Juan album? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Widgie. Yeah, yeah, Widgie. I've never heard that nickname of his. Is that, is that you or that? <laughs> no, actual... that's the thing. Oh, that's I've thing. never heard that. <laughs> uh, guy. Uh, so, who's um, your captain? Yeah, obviously, yeah, because he's going <laughs> to score at least four goals against Fulham. Um, and uh, my... My savvy pick, which won't surprise you, but you will you will enjoy, um, is Cheku Koyate for Crystal Palace, my team, um, because he's five million pounds. He um, has been selected by exactly 0.6 percent of all the users on Fantasy Premier League. For good reason. Um, three Newcastle players have just returned positive coronavirus tests um, and they're missing Callum Wilson I don't know but it doesn't matter Um, (laughs) and they're missing Callum Wilson as well Um, so Newcastle aren't going to score ergo Coyote gets the clean sheet and then um, he's going to score a header from an Andrews Townsend Townsend, or an Everett he has a free kick or corner that sounds that sounds more feasible than my Ruben Diaz pick last week, which blew the fuck up in my face. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> um, glad you mentioned it. <laughs> so I um, am going to go back to City for my captain. Um, you know, again, they still haven't scored more than a goal. <laughs> Two games, let me get close as well, one goal. Yeah, yeah. But they utterly batter Burnley. Like, they, they just do. Yeah, score. I think yeah. in the last three matches, it's been uh, three, a minimum of three goals with three, four, and five, and then other last... Five out of six, they've scored five goals, I think, three times. Um, I think it's just... And Nick Pope might not even be healthy, actually, I'm reading today. So there's that as well. My captain is De Bruyne. Ooh, I thought you were going to go Sterling. <laughs> no, I don't trust Sterling. Um, <laughs> my captain is De Bruyne, and I think they're, <laughs> they're simply due. Uh, and my savvy pick is also on my squad. So both these players are actually in my team. Um, it's Rian Brewster. And, you know, Sheffield need the win. They looked pretty good last week, and you know what? He didn't... Uh, he wasn't a part of that really too much, to be honest. He came on like the 60th, and I think they looked best in the first half. But he scored 11 goals for Swansea last year. He's playing a championship squad. It's it's at his level, and it's time for him to, to get a little bit of a boost. I think he snags one in Sheffield. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll preview. We'll preview. So, um, yep. yeah, there we go. Let's move Not bad. on. Not bad. Let's move on to... Goal of the week. Uh, <laughs> we've been forgetting that, and, you know, oh, I worry. totally forgot about that, too. Uh, goal of the week, la, 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 la. So let's look at scores and see if something triggers my memory. Should I start? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead, start. please. Uh, so, my goal of the week was... Um, Actually, Fulham um, against Everton. Bobby Reid. Um, when uh, Fulham's first goal, it was lovely interplay in the midfield, and then Tom Kenny plays a lovely ball, just a very nice through ball through, and they called over Reid. 
two touches. First touch, like took him straight past Yeri Mina, which was amazing. And then a lovely finish in the corner. Um, it was just like one of those really nice goals. Yeah, honestly, I was really impressed with Fulham last week. Uh, not defensively, yeah. but I was saying to you guys, I was, I was saying to you guys, like I wish United would move the ball like this. Um, I was really happy yeah. with them. My goal of the week is uh, Sebastian Haller's goal against Sheffield. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was. It, it shouldn't have come back to him. He was. He was left. Sheffield were really poor. The two defenders there just hovering to the ball and leaving Haller wide open as it kind of just not fell back to him. But he struck it very sweetly. Ramsdale got a bit of a hand on it, but there was really no chance of him saving it. So uh, Sebastian Heller is my pick. And that leaves me with... Uh, I'm going to take Diogo Jota's goal. Yes, uh, it was uh, up there for me too. It was a yep. great team goal. Um, patient build-up. Uh, I believe there was 30 passes before the goal. Well, the 30th pass was the cross. Um, but they just patient with the ball, possess it for about a minute and a half. Uh, went left to right to left to right and eventually just swung in uh, I believe Albrighton was a bit too eager trying to win the ball off the cross from Robertson uh, uh, to Robertson I meant and he jumped in for the tackle Robertson just scooped it right by him and crossed in a beautiful cross and Jota perfect flick header yeah. uh, running near post flicking it far <laughs> it was just an overall great great team goal yeah indeed yeah um, yeah so uh, if you haven't seen them Worth a look. Get on your boob tube and take it from there. Um, all right, let's go on to our PL review, guys. Open up with Spurs City. Mike, please take us away, your boy. Mourinho, <laughs> he's done it again. Uh, I know it's uh, it was it was you know what it wasn't labeled. It's always labeled as Pep versus Marine Jose. Uh, those matches are always fiery, but it was just a, a masterclass by Mourinho again. Uh, limiting uh, a very, I guess he knew this was probably the weakest uh, team he's faced against Pep, I would say. Without Aguero, uh, I know he's... Certainly on form, yeah. Uh, they're not, they're not in form. Their attacking power isn't as you know scary as it has been in, in past years. That's due to injuries and yeah. new players coming in. But although they only had, I think, like 20 or 30-something percent of the ball... They, they didn't need it. They were always in shape, never too aggressive, ne- never getting out of their means and what their game plan and strategy was. And they executed perfectly. And the, I believe it was Monday or whenever in training, uh, Mourinho was seen with uh, Reguilon. He kept his promise of uh, he bet Reguilon that he Mar is not out dribble past him uh, or he make a silly mistake and he'd give him a $500 uh, 500 pound uh, ham. Was it ham or turkey? I didn't hear about this. Oh, <laughs> it's great. Because uh, Mars was pocketed in that match. Yes. Yeah. And he kept his promise and he took a photo with him. And uh, Jose Mourinho, I, his Instagram account I've heard is just really funny. Uh, it is, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, he's just a good guy. Just <laughs> yeah, a coach. I like him. I he's know. a coach yeah. I would love. I'm yeah. sorry, Max, you had him and you got rid of him. But. Uh, I just love him, and it was a great, it was, it was a great overall performance. Taught defensively, I know Spurs have been really, I guess, shaky at the beginning, but they seem to be rounding up and believing in themselves and believing they could actually uh, contend for the title. The one thing I want to say, because I, I, you you covered it perfectly, uh, is that, you know City had what over twenty shots, but there weren't too many clear cut chances. No agendas really for me. I think 
apart from Calvert Lewin, uh, who is just a fucking joke at this point. <laughs> um, Eric Dyer played really well that match, and I just want to shout him out because he 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 looked great. And you know, I can't stand him. I don't I don't rate him, but he uh, Mourinho's. I'm not saying just yet he's getting the best out of him, but uh, if he continues the way he played against City, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a good pick moving back to centre back. He's, he's had a very good season um, as it goes, really. Um, and to be honest, looks looks good to start for England in the in the Euros in the summer um, as part of a back three. But um, yeah, Mike, you're right. At the very end, um, they're just starting to look like they might be able to challenge for the title this season. You know, um, no one's really sure where anyone stands in the title race, um, and but they look good for it so far. Been impressed. It was a good, very good game against City. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to Arsenal Leeds, and you know, all all three of us uh, got this one wrong as well. But from the get go, what? I'm not. As I think I've mentioned before, I would like to claim a, a moral, spiritual victory in calling this because I said Leeds were going to going to crush Arsenal. And and they did. They just it just it wasn't quite reflected that way on the scoreline. Yeah, okay, I'm going to dismiss that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Le- uh, but as you say, the leads were great from the get go. I mean, you know, Pepe takes that silly red card at the beginning of the second half, yeah. and you really think that leads are going to get it done by then. Um, but I mean, the first half they were all over them as well. Arsenal again showed absolutely nothing. I would say they even showed less than they did against Aston Villa. I, that might have been a worse performance pre-red card, uh, and just so fortunate. Yeah. Bert Leno, and that left post man of the match. Yeah, <clears throat> um, well, his right post, but yeah, his right post. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So yeah, his right. Yeah, I'm just looking at it from my perspective, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I gotta say, I wasn't too impressed with Leeds up a man. I was, I was more impressed with what they did in the first no. half. You know. I think that actually was playing into their hands being 11 v 11 because Arsenal obviously still felt as though they could go forward. They had more opportunity going forward and Leeds could hit them on the break. But, you know, with Arsenal sitting back, I know they hit three posts, but a lot of them kind of came out of nothing. Like that great Rodrigo shot, um, the cross in on the, on the last one with Bamford's header uh, was well worked. But I wasn't particularly blown away by Leeds um, being able to break them down. And you know what? It's their first season in the PL. So, you know, the, the quality, which they do have, maybe just isn't quite that level that you would assume a Liverpool or a City or a Chelsea to definitely snag that win. But uh, fair play to Leeds, man. Um, unfortunate not to win that. Yes, very much so. Um, and you're right, Max. I think it was a much better performance at when it was, you know, 11 versus 11. Um, I, I sort of had a feeling when, when Pepe got sent off that it was going to stay nil-nil because... Um, you just, you know, the one thing that Arsenal have been very good at this season is being defensively organised. Um, and you just sort of felt that when they had Pepe sent off, they were going to retreat into themselves and and shore it up. And, and they did. Um, the one thing that I took away from the game is that Rafinha, there is plenty of work to be done. He's not quite there yet, in my opinion. Um you know, but they didn't. But I don't think they bought him as the kind of finished article. As you know, he wasn't. They didn't maybe expect him to tear up the Premier League straight away. But um, 
he's he's just not quite there yet. His decision making doesn't seem to be so good, um, and he, you know, he's he's perhaps used to having a bit more time on the ball uh, in France, and yeah, he just doesn't look quite there yet. Uh, maybe you know, Bielsa needs time to get him, you know, brought up to speed with with his methods as well. But for me, there needs to be some work with Rafinha. Yeah, Mike, any thoughts? Yeah, it it was you know I'll give you the uh, the moral victory here. <laughs> Unlike Max, it was it was just a complete one sided game that was just very surprising how it stayed zero zero and Arsenal very lucky to get that point. Um, <clears throat> they they need to do something offensively though. I get defensively even even this game they weren't good defensively. They had you see zero zero and he said they did a good job but they did Three not post look, leno big saves they did not look good um and they have no offensive threat at the moment Aubameyang, i believe had one touch in the box in the whole first half you're not going to win with him only getting one touch in the box see your your offense should be geared to your best players and their styles i understand you want to keep shape and attack in certain ways but sometimes you just gotta let the star players be star players it's it's like it's like Arsenal could really do with like um, you know a really high quality creative midfielder, preferably one that's you know won a World Cup and um, you know <laughs> Mike was won over a hundred caps for, for his national team, won a World Cup. You know is perhaps paid approximately three hundred and fifty thousand pounds every single week. Um, they should definitely look into signing someone that fits that description and that maybe, you know, maybe chances will start, you know, presenting themselves to their world-class strikers. Yeah. The under-23s might be a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he's absolutely ripping it up with, for the under-23s. <laughs> I haven't looked, but they must be, like, ridiculous. They must have scored, like, eight or nine every single game <laughs> he's just uh, a wizard. Yeah. But, I mean, what does it... What Like, how bad... How how like how many how few goals can Arsenal score before he starts making the bench? You know, it's like Joe Willock came in and started the game and was was nowhere. Yeah, and then he got two assists today, so he'll be riding Arteta will be riding that like a McTominay penalty. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. It was yeah. It's it's actually he's not available to January, right? What? Yeah, because oh, they, they didn't put him in the squad. Yeah. yeah, that's just. I get you're sending a message. Is he is Arteta sending a message at that point? What what's what was the deal? He's just there? being a he's just being a dickhead. I don't know why. I mean, he he didn't want him then because he had because the money. I guess they wanted the money for to use better for better things, but they kept him because they couldn't offload him. Why don't they just play him? They have to pay him the same amount, yeah. you know. You're not it's not about well. the money for Arteta. It's just an ego thing, I think. He wanted to stamp his control. It's, you know, just get over yourself. Your team's boring to watch, you know. And get over winning. yourself. And bring, not winning. Yeah. Bring in, bring in the guy that might actually make a difference. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so let's move on to our last review for the PL. Um, I feel like I should let Michael... Uh, start this one off because of that rousing speech he gave for Liverpool last week, but uh, yeah, he's uh, happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, but he already did. So, uh, guy, please, Liverpool Leicester, what a performance! Uh, dominant, yeah. It was it was very nice to to watch. It was like probably the least stressed I've been watching football for or Liverpool for a little while. Um, 
because we just, you know, it was before the game, anything could have happened. Leicester were top of the league. They'd won like six in a row or something like that, or unbeaten in six. Um, you know, firing on all cylinders. New players had come in and gelled easily. And Liverpool, as you know, as is everyone is well aware of, had the troubles with injuries and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, no, no Mohamed Salah because of coronavirus, you know, injuries upon injuries. And then we come out with, like, our most dominant performance of the season so far. We just didn't give Leicester a sniff. Um, Brendan Rodgers kind of pissed off about the solidity of your back line. After the match, did he say? I feel like he said something about like um, Liverpool's backline not being anywhere as injured as it, it was made out to be. Because oh it really? Wasn't. Because it absolutely wasn't. What do you mean? It, no, what? What they, do you mean? They had Matip, Fabinho, Matip and Fabinho were there. Fabinho was you yeah, know, going to the match. Not a defender yeah. though, but he can play defense he, well. No, but he's okay, not but, a go, defender. but going, he is. What do you mean? He, at Monaco, he played plenty of right back. I know, but he's, and he can adjust the center. Yeah, he's but a defensive midfielder now. Okay. Uh, no, but no, no one's saying. But, but, they, they but was, it was like, said that he was going to be hurt for that. You know, there was no, it wasn't for a you go into it. I think so. I think so. No, he was out until the end of the international break. You know, from the beginning. Um, I, I certainly knew he was coming back anyway. Uh, and Joel Matip wasn't injured, but you know, Gomez out, Alexander Arnold out, um, Van Dijk out. Um, you know, we had to play Milner at right back for a bit, then Nico Williams. Um, but we just, you know, we didn't give him a sniff. We scored some good goals. You know, excellent link-up play in the midfield. Um, it was just really good performance. Um, contrasted, you know, absolutely to the the performance last night. Uh, sorry, on Tuesday. No, it was last night. Um which um, I'm going to let someone else talk about because I'll fall asleep otherwise. Um, but it, yeah, it was just it was just really good, very impressive from from all of our players on the night. Yeah, it was it was an even better performance than I expected, and I expected oh, yes, a, big, a big performance by them. It was they deserved to win. The scoreline eventually ended up being what I think it should have been. It could have been five, man. <laughs> it really it really deservedly could have been five. Uh, but yeah. Leicester were never in it, and uh, for Leicester, I don't know. Like, what, how how does Leicester feel after a game like that? Do, does that does that like crush their hopes? Thinking, okay, we can't win the league. Let's let's mm. focus on Champions League. Is it that no. type of loss? No, because the season's so wide open. It, it really is. You know, they're just lapping. I, I I don't think they're even they're even entertaining thoughts of the title. Um, it would be mental for them game, to be doing that after you asked after before. last after last season. Mm. They really need to not get carried away with themselves, <laughs> and they just need to think. Right, look, season's wide open. We want the Champions League. You know, they should have got it last season, but they fucked it. But this time, they they shouldn't be thinking about the title. Just let the big boys do that. You know, even Tottenham. But you yeah, never Tottenham. Yeah, a big boy, if you have that mentality. Yeah, but they haven't even gone. No, to, and they, they haven't gone to the tier and they never below will. the title yet. You know, so you know, baby steps, yeah. and then you know, ask yourself, come late March, see where you're sitting. Then, well, don't put or, the pressure or, on or, Tot- or Tottenham. You know, Tottenham 
should be looking to win. The, they've been in and around the top four for long enough. They should be looking to win the title at some point, right? Leicester, they, 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 they need to solidify that, you know, the spot, as you say, Max, below the top four, and then they can start thinking about it. Um, okay, let's uh, get on to the previews, boys, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll start it off with start us off with uh, Everton Leeds, which I don't know about you guys, but it has Goldfest written all over it for me. Um, oh, right, you are, yeah. I, I, I think it's I think Calvin Phillips to me is going to play. He looked really good against Arsenal, um, and I think he's going to play a key role in this match to to settle down that defensive back line. I don't think it's really going to help too much because this game to me is just going to be so open. It's going to be to me counter attacking on a counter just back and forth all game long yeah um and but I, somehow i i am reading Leeds defensive setup especially with Calvin Phillips back a little more than Everton's and he's just he's so tenacious i think he can break up enough of those counters to tilt it in Leeds favor uh, i'm going to go 3-2 Leeds in this well, that is a good best. Um, for me, I think the key is uh, Luca Dean. He's injured, done his ligaments in, out until January. Um, Everton already missing Seamus Coleman. Uh, their defence is going to be exposed. They're going to have that young, the new young left back. Um, I can't remember his name, Unkuku or something like that. Um, and. He has played one professional game in his life, which was a couple of weeks ago. And um, Ben Godfrey at right back, who isn't a right back. Not right back. And no. for me, he was kind of struggling with that last week too against Fulham yeah, with his yeah, with, uh, his play on yeah. the ball. So in, be in both, in both games, in both games he's played a right back. He struggled. I think that's um, the leads is that you you clog the middle and force yeah. the left and right back to yeah. to win that for Everton. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, I was talking about Rafinha earlier. If, if ever there's a time for him to sort of come alight, it's cutting in on against the, you know, the, the new Everton left-back who's in his second-ever professional game. Um, I actually fancy fancy a, a big one for Leeds. I fancy a... Um, 3-0. <laughs> no, I think I was going to say 4-1, but I'm going to temper that with a 3-1. Okay. Mike? 3-1 Leeds? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, sorry. Not Everton. Dominic Clavbloom still will score, though. Yeah, no doubt. I hope he does. Um, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I, uh, I see this game as being a bit cagey for some reason. Uh, I, I can see where you guys are coming from with Leeds, but I think after a 0-0 tie against Arsenal where they know they should have won and they didn't, it, it might just kind of break their spirits. It's either going to go two ways of the way you guys think, they're just going to come out blazing Everton or just not yeah. going to be in the form. But I think, uh, although Dean is out, uh, Richarlison being back really helps them. And I, I think it's going to be a KG one-all draw. Okay. Um, all right, on to uh, something that we haven't had to really do yet because you know the season was still young, but it's getting along, so we're getting into a relegation battle. Ugh. First edition Two... of Loser Leaves Town. Indeed. All right, yes. <laughs> Mike's, that's, that's Mike's little spinoff. And ugh, two, nine games in for both these teams without a win. Um, Mike, start us off. Do you think either of these teams are going to 
coming good in this match. West Brom Sheffield. I don't know if I said that actually. I I actually do think one of them will uh, snap the streak this game, and I yeah. think it's going to be West Brom. Oh. Um, I I think it's going to be a two one win. Uh, it, it's going to be a desperate game for both, and I think that will make it very exciting. Um, and I think if you play this game ten times though, I think West Brom wins about six or seven, and that's they. Although they haven't won, they've played well in some of their ties and losses. Um, you know, they could have beat Chelsea. Um, they should have beat Chelsea. Should have beat Chelsea, yeah. And they didn't. But they, they, they've shown that they could play some good ball at least this season. Sheffield hasn't for me, and that's why I give West Brom the slight advantage. Guy? I am inclined to agree to with Mike there. Sorry, you're inclined to agree with Mike? Yes, um, I think probably... If I was gonna, um, I think if if I was, you know, gun to my head, I would pick a West Brom win. But I am actually gonna go for a draw um, because I think both teams are quite terrible this season. <laughs> um, West Brom probably have have played well. No, you know what? Both teams have have played better than their points tally suggests. Thank you. I was um, gonna, I was I was gonna say the same thing. I think Sheffield is kind and, of getting and, a little bit but, of disservice. But not. But neither, neither have neither have done enough to actually improve the situation. Mm. Uh, you know, neither have been clinical in front of goal. But both teams are fairly sturdy at the back, so I actually think it's going to be a one-all draw. Yeah. So basically, what Mike said for West Brom, I'm saying for Sheffield. Um, yeah. You know. I'd... So we got ourselves a swing game, have we? Yes, we do. I still had. I still have the bell. I still have a fucking bell. So, yeah. Uh, I'll try to get on that for next week. Um, but. Yeah, uh, you know, Sheffield played really well against West Ham last week. They were unfortunate to lose, let alone maybe not win. Again, the quality just wasn't there um, to put some of those chances away. But, you know, Rian Brewster, I think this is the game for him, as I was saying, with a little fancy pick. I think he snags one. Um, and in the midfield, I think the tenacity, both teams work really hard. Uh, West Brom as well. If you watched them against United last week, they, they work their ass off. They just don't have the quality. So this is going to be um, a passion merchants game right here uh, to to enjoy, hopefully. But um, I'm going to go 2-0 Sheffield. And we'll move on now. Guy, you can open us up with Chelsea Spurs, our last review. Yes, um, top of the table, Clash or one of them, you know, between the two, two of the, uh, the real title challenges for the season. Uh, both coming into the game, uh, five wins from five. Um, it's it's going to be a good game, I think. Um, I really hope it is anyway. I hope it lives up to it. Um, and it's very tough to call. Um, based on... It's, you know what? It's exceptionally tough to call. I think both Tottenham and Chelsea have been very good in, in their own two ways. Tottenham... Uh, came through, you know, they came. If they hadn't have had that performance against Man City, it would have gone for Chelsea in the game, I think. Um, but Tottenham having done so and announced it pretty at the top of the table, it's um, it's tasty. But I don't back Tottenham to go back-to-back wins uh, over, you know, tight fellow title challenges. Um, I think Chelsea are going to snake it. Um, I think it's going to be tight. Um I think it's going to be 1-0 Chelsea. 
All right. Uh, yeah, see, I think it's going to be tight as well. And I think Lampard has done a really good job, as we know, offensively against small clubs. But look how they lined up against United. Uh, they did absolutely nothing in that game. And they were happy to take that point. Now they're at home against a, a better Spurs squad, a squad that you know has more of an identity and a philosophy of play. So effectively, um, Spurs can, can do a little more uh, than United did in that match. You know, yeah, I think it is going to be tight, and I think it's going to be it's going to be a little more boring than I thought. And t- I'm thinking that these goals are going to come late. I'm going to one all, one all draw. Okay. You know, Spurs kind of getting ahead, but then I, I'm I'm feeling like Chelsea tying it late because they they will have to go for that goal. And uh, I'm I'm just saying, you know, hypothesizing here that they get it. Um, so yeah, I I really don't know what to make this match. I really don't. I feel like I'm kind of copying out this one all draw, but I'm going to stick with it. Right. Um, I just to, just to not, just to add, I think that this is it is tricky to call because this game will really show us properly where the you know whether the either of these two do have the legs for the title race. Um, you know, Tottenham were very good against Man City and have looked great so far as has of Chelsea, but this against an, another team in the same situ- almost identical situations to one another really. Mm-hmm. Um, it will really show who's got the fight I, I just, in them. Yeah, I just... Uh, I mean, the season's been so... And you think so it's open. either both of them or neither of them. Yeah, it's just been so open. Everyone's been more yeah. or less so inconsistent. You know, Spurs and Chelsea looking good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this then just opens up the season yet again. Uh, Mike? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I do agree with, uh, with Guy. Um, I have a 2-1 Chelsea win. Um, I think... Alderweireld's injury is uh, very important in this one because um, I believe they're going to put Davison Sanchez there. Uh, Sanchez can do a job, though. You know, I think that's another player yeah. who All right, who who can be. He has a mistake in him, or he has a class match in him. You know, so yeah. I guess I guess you're leaning with the mistake. No, not necessarily the mistake, but just the cohesiveness so far that Dyer and Alderweireld is have shown. I think it's going to be missed in this game. Um, I think Tottenham. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be actually an entertaining game. Um, I could see where it's gonna be boring. I, I know a lot of the Chelsea big games are usually boring, mm. and but I do see. Just Chelsea's at home. I think the talent. They they are swinging into form. They're fi- starting to find themselves, and Tottenham winning back to back. As guys said, I think that's really tough. Um, so that's why I have a 2-1 Chelsea win, but I think it will be an entertaining match that okay. will actually finally live up to the hype. Okay. Uh, on to the Champions League, guys. Um, PSG Leipzig review. Uh, Mike on the swing match, getting that win, but it was a fortunate win. Uh, you take the result no matter what. I'm not, I'm not saying that you, know, you didn't earn it, uh, but, I mean, soft penalty, um, given, given on Sabitzer to Di Maria in the, uh, in the 11th Disgraceful. minute. Uh, Disgraceful. Disgraceful. So soft. You know, it's Di Maria again. I, you know, if you just want to continue to dislike this man more and more, he'll give you something fresh every week. But he gets it, and that's not really on him. That's on Anthony Taylor uh, and, and, and VAR. Um, <laughs> what else is there to say, really? I, I do think it was a penalty, though. Oh, 
Come on, Mike. I do. What? I know. No, I think Mike, I do. Mike. Still think... Mike loves the soft call. No. Right? He does. Yes, you do, Mike. The... Yes, you do. I mean, you're you're proving it right now. The Barella uh, Inter Real was that a penalty? Ah, uh, fuck! I did see that. I I, could... I think so. I I, I think. I yeah, because he, but... he ran he ran through the back of him. I it's 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 very the contact those two are was very so similar different. I, I don't think Sabitzer touched him. He did. You know, you know he, he touched did. him. He you touched know him, but man, really soft call. But then you know, with the rest of the match, um, Red Bull had the better chance. Leipzig had some great chances, and they just yeah. put them away. Really unfortunate not to score and and nick a result, which um, really would have put PSG in trouble. I will say, um, despite Leipzig looking good and being unfortunate on score, PSG did close the last ten minutes of that match very nicely. I didn't really see a sniff from Leipzig all too much in the last ten minutes. Especially based on what they'd done uh, in the in with the remaining or uh, with the rest of that match, and PSG had a chance to score as well. So, I mean, they did close. They did close well, but again, fortunate. Yeah, it opens the group back up. Joe. Absolutely, that uh, and we'll we'll get into that. Are there any more thoughts in that game? We, it, it was we, we, it, we haven't going a little long, but uh, yeah, I I did. Going in, I said PSG would win because of the more desperate team, but they they were lucky to get that win. Yeah. They were they were lucky. If anything, it should have ended in a tie. Um, but they got the win. That's all that matters. And yep. I think uh, it was not a statement win, but it was a big game for Tuchel, obviously. But even for the team, because this could be like the last legit go around, right? Yes, absolutely. Mbappe could yeah. leave yeah. In yeah. next year, and it sure. could be all be over. Not over, but going downhill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Inter Real. Uh, what else is there to say apart from Arturo Vidal is a fucking idiot, man. This guy's a clown. But, you know, you say what you will about him. What about Conte? Pick, I, I, I've, been, I've been calling for Vidal to get dropped from that team since the beginning of October. And then what sealed it for me was the, the moment they signed him. Was, but was the penalty? Fine, you give him a go. Fine. Understood. But... What he did in that game, which was he dives, um, or he gets tackled. It's a clean tackle, and he and he just gets at the ref and barks. Oh, that was Anthony Taylor. Yeah, that was, that was Anthony Taylor. Sorry, he barks. He barks Anthony Taylor's face and gets two yellows near the end of a what thirty minutes into the game, down a goal. Uh, you know he's got to go, man. Ever since that that penalty against Gladbach in the first game of Champions League, that's what sealed for me because before then I was like, this guy really shouldn't be playing. Conte goes in and picks him game in game out league domestically or in the Champions League. Well, he still thinks he's uh, the Juve Vidal, and he's he's way past that now. Is he? Uh, I think when he left Bayern, that was the case. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yes, it was it was an ugly game, but Real got the job done. Vidal, the uh, as I call him now, the double agent. <laughs> yeah, for Juve, yeah, right. He, uh, he, if he is a double agent, he did it. He's doing his job well, you know, consistently being picked, as you said, and doing nothing when he's picked. Well, so. then I guess Conte's <laughs> a double agent as well. He could be. I, if, if Conte keeps picking the guy, uh, that's it. It boggles me. But now, at least for Champions League, you know, well, it won't matter because they're going to get axed out of Champions League at this rate. They may but, not make Europa League. Yeah, they might not. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts? Because you know what? After Vidal got took the red card, Inter's kind of settled down, had more possession of the ball before the second goal in like what roughly the sixtieth minute. Yeah. Uh, they had some chances down a man. They yeah. looked better. 
they did, but it, you know, to me, it was. I didn't ever really expect them to score. Um, I'm just saying. I, I I see what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that they actually looked better down at man without Vidal. Oh yes, sure. Yes, um, yeah. they, they look. They probably look yeah. better without Vidal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. yeah, for me, it was a it was a disappointing game. Um, you know, the the red card, the early red card, and the early penalty took all the sting out of it. Real Madrid, you know, just about came through with it. You know, one of those ones. Yeah, big. without a lot of star players too. Yep. Um... Yeah, very true. Big win for them. Uh, they've pretty much sealed their, their spot. All right, last review, Liverpool-Atalanta. Uh, Mike, you really wanted to – I mean, like, yeah, all right, Liverpool lost. Yeah. Um, Mike really wanted to cover this, so uh, – <laughs> yeah, Because it's it was a big result. It opened yeah. up that group. For second. It, it opened up the group for second. I, hey, if Listen, Ajax man, beats Liverpool – What? Then, then Liverpool will drop to second maybe. Yes. They're, yeah. they're not out, though. Yeah. It, opens, it opens up the group for second. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so thoughts, thoughts on the match. I watched the highlights. I was happy that Ilicic scored. You know, we spoke about him over the summer with his wife, and that's really mm-hmm. unfortunate. And you know, um, but it was nice to see a big smile on his face. It was a nice, well worked goal. Very nicely, and uh, Liverpool did fuck all. Um, it was a, it's yeah. a big if you know if Papu Gomez, like if he contributed that game towards Maradona, he 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 did it. Very well. He played a one, a great game. I think he was involved in both goals. He's a heartbeat of that team, man. Like, yeah, he's, everything he's goes great. through him, and yeah. he, it was just a great performance. Uh, Liverpool, you know, started a, a a weaker lineup, hoping to you know get through uh, with that. But after the first goal, you could see Klopp made four changes, right, trying to get the game, and they conceded right right after those changes, and it was just like that. It was two nothing, and. You know, you never give up on Liverpool. No, no, no. You know, especially in European football. But you could really sense in, by watching that game, like, the, the field has shifted. And it's all Atalanta. And Liverpool didn't really look threatening after that. And I think it was, it was, yes. it was a much-needed win for Atalanta Absolutely. in the group. That's massive. And to win that wasn't expected, too. So mm-hmm. now they're going into the last two games with full of confidence. So. Yeah. I think uh, it was a performance uh, that was deserved to be chatted about. No, no, you're right. I, I, was, just <laughs> busting, I was just busting your balls. You're absolutely right because, um, yeah, that second place position is completely open now. It would be something if Liverpool, you know, didn't beat Michelin, but let's not hold our breath on that. Uh, Guy, now, we won't get, you had something to say about Nico, Nico Williams, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's not very good. Um, <laughs> he... You know, he came into the team at the back end of last year, and I'd never heard of him uh, because I don't tend to follow too, you know, closely the Liverpool academy, you know, news and gossip, whatever. So I hadn't heard of him, but he impressed me last season. He seemed, you know, composed on the ball, um, offered a decent attacking threat, um, didn't make many mistakes, you know, or made, and certainly made no serious mistakes defensively. He just looked all right, and I thought, okay, well, perhaps he's going to cover. He's going to be good enough to cover Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back, and that's what Klopp obviously thought, and the Liverpool, the Liverpool management team thought. And but then uh, my friend the other day told me that apparently Nico Williams had taken a load of abuse at the end of last season because he sucked, and I thought that was a bit harsh. 
but I decided to watch this. I watched this Atlanta game actually exclusively to watch Nico Williams and um, Costas Simicas on the other on the other wing because I knew we weren't going to do anything. And you know, you just look at the team. Divocari he plays. Um, it, you know, I wasn't particularly interested in how the game went, but um, I watched it and Nico Williams was poor. Um, he was very cumbersome on the ball. Um, he misplaced passes all the time, and he he was just lo- he looked lost in defence. And this is you know, I know he's still young and everything, but you know he, he's played more games than than either Nat Phillips or um, Reese Williams in in defence, um, and both of them have looked much better than he has so far this season. Um, and I don't like the idea of him being you know, playing regularly and obviously neither does Klopp because in the first game back which without Trent Alexander-Arnold Milner had to play right back you know and then Williams had to come on because Cater went off and we had no midfielders on the bench mm. um, you know it doesn't I'm not particularly comfortable with him being the backup um, because he, he wor- his performance worried me alright well it's time to get your boy the Argentinian exactly Okay, on to the preview. Mike, just say it. What are you going to say? Nothing, nothing. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Such suspense. Um, We stopped the recording and continued it, so uh, that's why there was this little break here, and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, Inter Gladbach. Mike, open us up here. Uh, This is last chance for Inter. Yeah, they can't tie. They can't lose. Both games. Yes, they have to win to get a maximum of eight and right now, Gladbach have eight, right? Yeah. So they, they, uh, they'll go ahead with the uh, the head to head should they win. But that also depends on Gladbach losing to Real as well. Yeah, and they might just play for a draw. Yeah. You know, who knows with that? But you would expect Gladbach to at least get one point in their next two games. Um, Certainly. It's do or die for Inter. As they, they have Conte as their coach. He when he was with Juve, as I said. Never believed them in Europe, and he doesn't get the job done. They're not going through. They, I think they're tying this game. Score, one one, one one. Okay, I um, am ecstatic for Inter that Vidal won't be there, and I'm stubbornly going with the bigger squad in name uh, to at least give themselves themselves one more chance going into the last week of Champions League. I'm going to go 2-1 Inter. Um, I can't believe you guys are overlooking Mönchengladbach like this, who are an excellent team. Swing game. Um, and it's, they're going to win it 2-0. I did say I was Inter- being stubborn. I, I did say I was Inter being stubborn. Inter suck. 2-0. 2-0. Mm. I just, I know they're a team that, you know, loses. They, 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 have, they, they lose their cool sometimes, but this is just too desperate of a game. To, to not have a good result, you know what I mean? I don't think they'll lose, like, 3 nothing. I think they'll fight and scrap, and I think that's why it's going to be one I, I think if it is going to end up being a tie, it's going to be a late goal from whoever's losing. Because, I mean, Inter obviously need to go and win this game. They can't, they're, not, they're not happy with the draw, so if it is going to be a draw, I, I think you get, you know, Gladback twisting the knife with a, with a late goal. Um, but, uh, yeah. I think... But Gladbach outplayed Inter in in Milan 
you know, earlier this this season, um, and now we're playing. They're playing at home. I feel like they're just going to do the business. No, it's fair. I Honestly, it's I, I don't mind the pick at all. I'm I'm truly struggling going with Inter to give themselves one yeah. more chance and just spice up that last that last round of fixtures in that group. Yeah. Um, okay, guy, kick us off with Liverpool Ajax, which uh, is is a, is a big game. It's a big game. It's become tastier, as we've discussed already. Um, Ajax have won five games in a row, the last five matches. Um, Liverpool looked shaky. Um, I'm just looking at some stats now. Ajax have scored in their last four away matches, and they've scored 11 goals in their last three matches. Um, so, Ajax come into this on a bit of in a bit of form. Um, Liverpool having, you know, been comprehensively outplayed by Atalanta. Um, I do back us to just come back from this. Um, I think Klopp said, you know, that he had to he had to rotate even more than you. You know, it was like a depleted squad within a depleted squad this last game. Hopefully, he plays Minamino instead of um, or Shakir instead of Origi. Um, and but I, I honestly think. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna forget about the Atalanta game and say another uh, a two two nil win for Liverpool. Can I, I listen? I uh, sorry, two one two one. I think Ajax will score. Liver, uh, so Liverpool play at twelve thirty against Brighton, correct? Yeah. I uh, yes. I see why Klopp was complaining about that. You know that that can be pushed back. You can probably rearrange the games. You know, as the Champions League schedule gets put out. Um, yeah. Later in the day, give him a few more hours. But can these managers just stop? You know, you you want to be in this tournament. Just shut yes. the fuck up and and deal with the scheduling, please. All right. I fully agree. I fully agree. Um, if it's a problem, don't play. You know, play youth players more, or um, yeah, give youth players a chance, or lose. You know. Yeah. Um, I I've no I I feel that you know Liverpool this year. Obviously, haven't been as consistent as last year, but you know that's that. Those are tough. Um, that, that's tough to replicate. But in games that there hasn't been too much pressure, like Leicester, there was pressure. They looked great. Um, you know, for example, Chelsea, they looked great. Um, Atalanta, you know, a lot of people had them down out against Atalanta in the first leg, and and they smacked them. There's still not much pressure on them um, in in this Ajax match. Like they're pretty much going through. If they lose to Michelin yep. as well, then I'm sorry. Like you did it to yourself. So I just feel as though the pressure's just not quite there for them. And Ajax looked decent against them in the first leg, as you said. They've been playing well. I'm gonna go one all. Okay. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Guy. I had the 2-1 uh, Liverpool win, too. I just don't see Klopp losing two in a row. Um, I know... I don't see him losing two in a row, either. That's why I took a draw. <laughs> I do think Ajax will score. They are playing some very lovely football right now. Uh, but Liverpool, again... They're at home again, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. They're especially not going to lose two games in a row. and I it, Usually, if they don't... They usually follow a win after a lose, so I'm gonna go two one Liverpool. Okay. Right? It's gonna be an exciting match. I'm not gonna say like a dominant two one, but it'll be a, a deserved two one win. All right, and let's Agreed. close out with just um, actually just before we do, um, it's worth noting that the two goals that Atalanta scored against us uh, a couple of days ago 
were the first goals we conceded in the Champions League this season. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. After three matches, and and in a yeah. in a group uh, with two teams that can score. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, um, but you know that's broken now. So, ta 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 Now let's close it out with United PSG. I am so annoyed that you know, especially after performance that one one draw that guy was calling last week. Um, just you know the way United played against Istanbul. I'm just so frustrated that we lost to them. And we need to get at least a point out of Leipzig PSG. And you know what? We could, United that is, lose both these matches and wind up in Europa League um, kicking the ball around with Arsenal. So, uh, before, I, before I go into this, uh, does, you guys, please, your thoughts on this match coming up. Um, I just would like to say that um, I was... I'm going to again claim a moral slash spiritual victory because um, I said that at the weekend, Man United would absolutely dominate West Brom and tear them to shreds. And then in the week, they'd, it would be a tepid performance and they'd draw with Istanbul. It just happened to be that I got the teams confused and, and you know... And, and, and the results. The and the results. If, well, they were, I, if they were going to draw with Istanbul, because they won both. So... But they, yes, they barely won against West Brom, and the less said about that performance, the better, I think. Um, but I think United will actually do the job. I think um, I don't think they'll be. I think the pressure is going to be on on um, you know the other teams in this game, and I I, I think United will actually come out with it. Um, I think PSG will really be pushing. Um, for the win, and I think United will be able to ride it out and take a one nil win. One nil. See, I I agree with you. I think it's an Ollie special. Um, you know, we got the Saint Germain a la Ollie coming up because <laughs> it, it is it, the onus is on them, uh, PSG that is to to go and get this win. And <laughs> say what you will about Ollie, sitting back and hitting teams on the break is his bread and butter. And he loves it. And, he loves and, it. And he's had great success against PSG already. Uh, I'm going 2-1 United. Um, and I think Rashford uh, again shows up in this match. Wow. Well, uh, I got uh, a different result. Uh, I know you guys are praising Ali against PSG, but... Well, I, I wasn't praising him. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't praising him. I'm just saying, just, it, suits, it suits... I mean... What he did against PSG the first leg, there was a shift in tactics. You know, you start off with that three-five-two, um, and they played well with that. And then he takes off Tellus for Pogba in like the 60th and switches to four-two-three-one. So that was nice. You know, I think like the tactical nous was there, um, which you don't see too often from him. But I think this is just uh, a classic uh, setup for Ollie. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not praising him. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But uh, I'd like to one day. <laughs> I, 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 I see where you guys are coming from, but this, it's a more desperate game for PSG, and the talent there is just too good, and I don't think they'll do too, they'll lose to Manchester United twice. Uh, when they last played in twenty eighteen, they people said that about City last year. So I mean, hey. okay, all right, all right, all right. You got your belief. I understand, but. PSG are just I think their 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 class is just a bit too much for Manchester United to beat them again and I think it'll be a similar type of game to when PSG beat them 2-0 um except 
their defense is just not as good this year, and they will concede. Um, but I still have a two-one PSG win, and okay. I'm not. It's it's not going to be a dominant win, but I think it'll be a scra- scrappy, desperate win for PSG. Uh, they 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 had a similar group stage when with Liverpool, mm-hmm. and I believe it was Napoli. Yep. Um, and they and they scraped it out then too. So yeah, I, I think they're going to put themselves in position in the last week where they control their own fate. See, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I do disagree with you, but I, I'm certainly not shooting you down yeah. this pick whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Me neither. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, at only football pod. <laughs> um, but uh, really, you know, it's uh, Rom and Murph. How you doing, guys? Hope you enjoy the show. And you don't have Instagram yeah. anyway, so <laughs> what the fuck? We love you guys. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Till next week. Take care, guys. Cheers.